successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello everyone and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. And I appreciate you if you're joining us on the website at GrillNationShow.com. Uh, before we get to our guest today, we're going to have a really fun show today with uh, three awesome Kansas Cityans who are heavily involved in the community and with their businesses. I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Uh, the title sponsors of the show are BOK Financial and Two West Companies. Contributors to the Grill Nation show include the Kansas City Area Development Council. Uh, thank you to Tim Cowden and the uh, in Port KC, and I want to thank John Stevens for contributing to the Grill Nation show. We will have him on again soon. Um, hope you're having a great holiday season, and without further ado, let's uh, get started today with our guests. I have in studio uh, Katie Dunn Fitzgerald, Rachel Sexton, and Brian Stewart. Uh, I've met all of these great folks throughout the years uh, in different community and business type uh developments and organizations and and civic organizations and groups and they're heavily involved in the community and I thought it'd be cool if we all kind of got here together today and talked about their businesses their backgrounds and kind of why they are so heavily involved in Kansas City and what excites them about the future so uh, let's introduce these three great people uh, to the uh, to the studio today how are you guys good morning it's great to see you guys Um, thank you for doing this I know I kind of pinged you over the holidays uh, on short notice so I appreciate it. Um, Sometimes short notice gets <laughs> faster. You, know. you knew we'd overthink it. If and you we will it say that time. we will say that we also invited Angie Salmon to the show today. Yeah. Uh, Get well, Angie. Who uh, who uh, is awesome, and uh, we just didn't have enough space in the studio. No, I'm kidding. She uh, <laughs> she'll be on a show here soon at some point to talk about everything. But but let's start off, guys. Let's just introduce yourselves, kind of what you do for a living, and uh, and let's start there. We'll start with Katie on the end here. Thank you, Jason, for having me. Yes. Uh, again, it's Katie Dunn Fitzgerald. I am a principal and senior wealth consultant at Mariner Wealth Advisors. Mariner is a full-service wealth management firm headquartered here in Overland Park, Kansas. We manage over $35 billion in assets, and we have approximately 32 locations across the country. Um, I primarily focus on relationship management, and business development. So I am out in the community involved making connections on behalf of our clients as well as our senior wealth advisors and just maintaining those relationships ongoing. So I spend a lot of time um, volunteering, being involved in the community, giving back, um, as well as just getting to know as many people as possible. <laughs> you definitely do that. Um, that's a lot of that's a lot of investments, $32 billion, huh? Mm-hmm. That might be the biggest I've heard. Um, but you also work with uh, all different types of people and companies, right? Yes. We work with everybody from a little bit of money to multiple hundreds of millions of dollars. Very cool. Um, Rachel, introduce yourself to the uh, to the audience. Hi, I'm Rachel Sexton, and I am the COO of VPR Companies. And Jason, you had asked if my LinkedIn title was correct, and it's <laughs> kind of true. 
that VPR is two divisions. So we have VPR Creative Group that specializes in pharmaceutical product launches mm-hmm. and more traditional healthcare marketing. And then VPR Patient Outreach Program. And on LinkedIn, I say I am the vice president of VPR Patient Outreach Program or VPR POP because that does take the majority of my time and is where I feel the most passion. We develop speaker programs for pharmaceutical companies. So we recruit and train and develop stories with people who live with progressive and rare diseases so that they can go out and talk to other people and care partners living with those same conditions and educate and give them hope. Interesting. And so that that's two different hats it you're is. wearing these yes, days. It is. Two very different hats. <clears throat> and on the patient side, we deal with about 600 patient speakers, and we do a couple thousand programs across the country every year. Very cool. Um, Brian, Brian Stewart to my right, uh, introduce yourself. Jason, thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, so I'm Brian Stewart. I'm the Director of Business Development for Dixon Dively Orthopedics here in Kansas City, which is a group of orthopedic surgeons. We're the, the guys you hope you never have to see, mm-hmm. but if you do have orthopedic issues, <laughs> we're the guys hopefully you want to see. Um have two locations in Kansas City. The group's been around for 96 years, uh, 17 orthopedic docs that can basically fix Anything from a rotator cuff to a back to an ankle. So I am super fortunate that I get to go out and talk to the community, to our uh, partners, our patients, about the services that we're able to deliver because we do deliver unbelievable care. So it's so cool that I get to talk about how great care uh, that we're able to provide mm-hmm. to the community. So have you guys have you guys been in these careers for a while? I know, Brian, you're just kind of a – you've been doing a lot of different things around healthcare. I've been in medicine yeah. for my whole career. I'm a physical therapist by training and was involved in a physical therapy company for 16 years, ARC Physical Therapy Plus, mm-hmm. um, but have just recently transitioned to the orthopedic side of things. Uh, and you, you grew up years. here in Kansas City area? Did grow up in Kansas City. KU guy? I am a KU guy, rock chalk. Okay. Well, we won't hold that against you. Um, <laughs> Rachel, I know you went to Mizzou. I did, yeah. So uh, – you, you've been <laughs> you've been at <clears throat> you've been at your company for quite a while. I have. I started as an intern 23 years ago. Unbelievable. So I have been a full time employee for almost 22 years. Unbelievable. Yes. And what and what what kept you in that? I know you're and, involved. And I in know so many that things. I don't just stay at a place because I'm bored. Because I worked at Talbots for three days over a Christmas break one year in college, and I lost my mind, and I said I cannot fold another piece of clothing. I quit. So (laughs) it's not just that I get used to something and stick with it. It really is that VPR has really allowed me to be an entrepreneur in a lot of senses, starting the VPR pop side, in fact, without having to take on some of those risks of being a business owner that Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have felt comfortable doing especially while trying to grow a family. Mm-hmm. So it's really just been a great fit for me that I've been able to grow along with the company and that they've let me take on a lot of responsibilities. That is really interesting because that's always the dilemma, right? right. Is um, if you have an idea or you have a, you want to do something, but you, you, you like the stability of a, when you have a family exactly. and when you have, or if you don't have a family, you know, just taking that jump sometimes. If you can do that in house, it's great. Very cool. And Katie, you've you've done a couple different things, haven't you, over the years? Yeah, I've had a couple of different <laughs> you positions. You did a little PR for a while. Yes, but I've been at Mariner, where I work today, since 2009. And our company was founded in 2006. So I'm actually one of the more senior people, senior professionals within the firm. Um, it's funny, you know, Rachel talks about being able to balance family. When I joined Mariner, um, we were so new at the time that I was the first employee to get 
pregnant and implement a maternity leave policy. So we've grown quite a bit since then. We have over 800 employees today. Oh, wow. Um, Before I was in wealth management, I did have a couple of different jobs. I was in the advertising public relations world, very similar to you, Jason. (laughs) Um, It's good to have a little bit out under your belt. It helps in everything, doesn't it? (laughs) Give me an appreciation for how hard it is to do your job. (laughs) So on today's show, I want to break down kind of some of the community involvement, but also talk about like what, what kept you guys here in Kansas City. There's this huge uh, movement to, to recruit people to Kansas City, whether they're from here and they, they moved away or they're coming back. There's also a lot of different things happening in the city right now. And obviously, we have a lot of competition with a lot of peer cities around the, the United States. But I just want to talk about kind of how we all got reengaged uh, in a lot of different things, including the Kansas City Business Journal, Next Gen Group. We kind of, uh, and that's spelled with a G E N, not a G I N, which I mistakenly made at the comment the other day. Um, but I want to talk about that. I want to talk about some of your favorite places here in town. I want to break down kind of what it's like to to grow a family here in Kansas City while uh, having a very serious job and being involved in about everything, which you all are. Uh, you're listening to The Grill Nation Show. I'm really excited to have these guests here in studio today on 980 AM. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movie I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath Scared to rock the boat and make a mess Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM. I'm Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today. If you're joining us on iTunes via podcast, we appreciate it. Please rate and review the show. And uh, we have a five-star rating right now, so I'd like to get more of those. So maybe our guests can can do that as well. Uh, it's been a <laughs> it's been a great it's been a great hour so far. Um, again, I'm with Rachel Sexton, Katie Dunn Fitzgerald, and Brian Stewart. Uh, leaders in our community as well as uh, business leaders and uh, really cool folks. Um, we all met through the well. I've met I met Katie and Rachel before, um, but I met Brian through the Next Gen Group uh, at uh, the Kansas City Biz Journal. Gives out an award uh, every year to I don't know what the age limit is, but there's a Next Gen title, so it's it's usually people in their 30s, 40s ish, maybe yeah. a couple 20 or somethings that are really, really cool. And but, um, but we all were awarded that at some point. I believe Katie, you might have been the first person awarded that that thing back I in think the Ra- or Rachel, Rachel and I were in the yeah. first class. Yeah. yeah. So that was what, like 2013. 13. And so I think I got it in 16. I'm in 2014. I'm going to. Split it right in the middle. Wow. Okay. So you guys, you guys have been along for a while. So initially, this was an award. We had a celebration. We we were all in different classes and whatnot. Um, but there wasn't any kind of, um, and I don't want to get in trouble here with with our friends at the business room. But we, you know, we have events, a couple events a year, but um, which we we all enjoy and I and I've loved them. Uh, but we decided that we we could kind of maybe all hang out more often. And, and so, Katie, why don't you start there and and how that all came together? Because I think it's important and. With everything going on with technology these days, with you guys all have hundreds of things going on with work, with family, like why it's important, I think, from a, from a perspective of, of communicating and getting together in person and talking. Well, I, I think that I first want to start it with when we were selected and nominated um, to be a part of the first class, Joyce Hayhow was the publisher of the Business Journal right. at the time. Mm-hmm. And she said to... Rachel and myself, as well as the others, that this is your award to make it what you want. Mm-hmm. And we have no agenda. We don't, we haven't predetermined how often we think you should get together or 
what the um, award will look like long term. So it's up to you guys to make it what you want. And I think the first couple of years we were figuring it out slowly. We were letting the business journal plan all the events for us and we were really leaning on them and then it evolved um and i'll let you guys talk about the mentorship program we put together but um i wasn't involved in that um uh, <laughs> but uh, i'm sure it went great <laughs> we've done smashing, that smashing we <laughs> and we do a lot of happy hours yes yeah, so a that, lot that of was, fun yes. and yeah i think also that business journal has such a great precedent with the women who mean business that Katie and I are also fortunate to be a part of, which is such an incredible organization. And those women really built it such an organic level that they took it and ran with it and created it into so much more than an award, so much more than even just networking, that it is really lifelong friendships, lifelong um, business relationships that when Joyce said, make this what you guys want to make this. It was giving us that same carte blanche that if you want to make it more like the women who mean business. And I think that we've learned some interesting things that with a group, especially with a group of younger people with a group that is co-ed, it is a different dynamic that it has been. It, it took a little bit of choreography to try to get this group to gel. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why happy hours tend to work best. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so we kind of all decided. And, and so Katie and I met, maybe about seven or eight months ago. I guess we had our first one in April, right, of this year. Um, We decided to do kind of have a quarterly happy hour. And and since then, uh, Brian and Rachel have also hosted one. Uh, Brian did the best job. He raised the bar. <laughs> you had, you had, you had a full, full spread and, and, and many more people than we had. Um, uh, we did have we the mayor, we did have the snacks. mayor come to Katie and I, yes. so we'll, we'll, I don't know if he was there on purpose, but mayor he was, Lucas was there. yeah, he was there. Yeah, he wasn't uh, the mayor yet though, was he? He was I mean, not, I don't think he you was can running, credit he was that. running okay, and he was okay. in the, uh, I believe he was in the runoff at that point, but we had we had fun. So we've hosted him at all throughout Kansas City, whether it's downtown. We had one in the Jay at the, Rieger, at the Rieger yeah. in, in the East Bottoms. Yours was in the Crossroads. Tannen Wine Bar and Kitchen. We will join one on the Plaza in January, and mm-hmm. Angie Salmon will host that around the mm-hmm. Plaza Lights before yep. they go off. So so anyway, so we're trying to make an effort. Um, we have to really kind of raise the bar again next year now that we've done three or four of these things. Piece of advice, four letters. F R E E gets people there. <laughs> free. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I like that. Free, amazing. free drinks. That um, so that, that's one of the things that's important. Uh, you guys are, are masters in this world of mat networking. And what are your kind of strategies and, and what do you think is important? Because going off of that face to face communications, Brian, and, uh, and how, how does somebody who wants to like be involved in, in this type of thing? What what is your advice for them as far as being in business or sales or or involved in the community? Yeah, it's one of the great things about Kansas City is it's a such a big small community that I think interconnectivity. I'm making up words as we no, go. No, that's here, a real world. I think there's some connectivity that that has to exist in this community. You know, uh, both these ladies, you know that you know it's it is about who you know. In some senses, um, you obviously need to have a a, a product or a, a thing that's useful to help people, but Really, it's about knowing and understanding what people's needs are. And so when I talk about development, the, one of the key things that I try to do is really ask a lot of questions, find out what people need and attempt to meet those needs, whether that's in a business sense or whether that's in, a, frankly, even a, a personal or community sense. I mean, there are so many opportunities here to get involved and be involved. But in a lot of cases, you don't know what opportunities are out there unless you connect with people, with great people that are involved in the community like Katie and Rachel 
and you. Yeah. Hopefully. So did you guys? So did you guys all do the uh, any of the other programs in Kansas City that you can highlight for our listeners that you were involved with that you think kind of help grow your your network here and your involvement in the community? So this, I was a part of the um, Centurions program through the Greater Kansas City Chamber, and um, it's not a program that you can just say, "I want to apply for this," and you get it's in. It's not like it's not like our next gen group where we're going to have pairs every day. <laughs> no, you. Um, I, I would say you you have to pave the path ahead of time. You have to get involved before you decide that you want to apply and be nominated for the Centurions program. So, um, the sooner you can pick a few organizations that you're passionate about, get involved. I'd say that when I was 24, 25 years old, I had a mentor that told me, pick something that you're passionate about. And I wasn't 100% sure what made the most sense at that time. So I joined the Junior League, which a lot of really young women, I know Rachel can talk about it. She was president of the league for several years. And and Um, our listeners might know it because they buy the products at the uh, Holiday Mart. That's right. (laughs) But I would tell you that the Junior League for me at a young age was a great platform to get involved in a number of other organizations. Yeah, that's so true. I was thinking of that when you said Centurions, that you really need to have already set yourself on the leadership path, that the Junior League is a great place to start if you are just beginning your journey and have no idea what you want your leadership skills to be, where you want to be able to apply them, because it's 1,500 women in Kansas City, all who are learning leadership through volunteer experiences. And so it exposes you to not only so many great connections, but so many organizations and areas where you can see where you really want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's important. And, and we'll, we'll tee up this one for Brian since we just had our, our coffee. Uh, you have a, uh, a great story about being in the Centurions. So the Centurions program was fortunate to go through that program in 2013 2014 and like katie alluded to you know it's it's unbelievable it's an unbelievable opportunity to to be exposed to all kinds of opportunities in the community and it's a two-year program correct? two-year program um and again the chamber does a great job in supporting that program but it really is sort of self-run but i i didn't have the experience of having been involved in a lot of things um community involvement, charitable involvement until I got into Centurions and Centurions really kind of opened my eyes to all of the needs that are present here in Kansas City and really afforded me an opportunity to go and sort of try out different organizations to see which one was the best fit for me. I think the story though, that you're probably <laughs> referring to is that I I got the, the the biggest prize of all out of Centurions and then I met my wife through Centurions, Aww, uh, cool. Jessica Best. I love now, her very now much, Jessica. Aww. So that is a huge plus. That's a huge win. And, you know, what, I'm, I'm not supposed to be, I'm not that guy, but you know, you, you're going to connect with people that are high performing, similar mindsets that, um, that have an idea that they want to grow and become and do something different, better, and so. Now I know why I'm not married. I didn't do Centurions. <laughs> yeah, right. I should have done it. <laughs> Help you out with that. So I, 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 uh, I would like to give a plug too for the Civic Council's Casey Tomorrow program. Yeah, I'm going through absolutely. that now. It's not as, uh, it's not as intense, I guess you would say, as the Centurions, the one year program for uh, ten Fridays or twelve Fridays. It's, but it, but it's a good group of leaders. Um, and uh, you know. You just you said it best when you said you know it's who you know and and, and you, the more people you can meet where you actually sit down with them and talk to them the better I think and there's so many things happening in everyone's lives and the day to days but I think that is important you know because in this world today we're seeing I was just telling you guys my LinkedIn I get people from places I've never heard of and I keep thinking I should update it and change it or 
scale it down or go through my Facebook and delete a thousand people I don't know from when I was in politics, but I just like, I don't do it. Um, but it's just not as effective as the day to day involvement in my opinion. I think actually the ability to talk to people is going to become a skill. I think it's coming back. It's, it's coming back. It's almost, you know, it's like people that can create things with their hands and that, that, that sort of skill set is something that is, is, fading. So I, I think it's great that we have the opportunity again through these organizations to sort of connect yeah. and meet people and interact on a level that um, allows you to get to know them a little bit. Because I yeah. think actually getting to know people and understanding about their personal and again, going back to what their needs are is such a big deal. I want to highlight too, Brian is involved with uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters before we go to break. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. You've enjoyed that with uh, for quite a while. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been fortunate. I've been a big for six years to a little Kiran who is a senior and knock on wood, he's going to graduate this year from Southeast. Great kid. Um, just has had a lot of a lot of barriers in his path to, to, mm-hmm. to development. Um, been very fortunate that uh, I get to be involved in trying to raise some dollars and awareness for Big Brothers through the uh, Most Wanted auction uh, this year. And so my wife and I are uh, going to try to raise some And I will note that they that I did that too in 2007. They've changed the dynamics and there's way more money raised now than there was back in the day. Uh, it's quite incredible. So kudos to Big Brothers Big Sisters. There's a lot of great people over there. It's a great organization to get involved with. Uh, you're listening to the Grill Nation here show here on 980 AM. We'll be right back. We Chained our hearts in vain We jumped Never asking why Just give me a reason Just a little bit's enough Just a second We're not broken And we can learn to love again Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM. I want to thank you all for listening today. If you're joining us on the radio, on iTunes, via podcast, or on our website, grillnationshow.com, where I will post uh, our guests' information as well as pictures of our guests, and you can connect with us all over social media. Search for my name, Jason Grill, or at Grill Nation Show on Twitter. I'm talking today to Brian Stewart, Katie Dunn Fitzgerald, and Rachel Sexton, three awesome people here in the community and business leaders in the Kansas City region. Uh, we have all got to know each other throughout the years through different organizations and business uh, work and charitable work. Uh, we've been talking a lot about kind of the importance of getting involved and about your all's backgrounds. Um, I know Rachel, you have, you mentioned it, uh, and both Katie and Rachel have kids and a family. Um, what is that like? Because I honestly sometimes don't know how you do it. Rachel, I see you running through Brookside. We live about, I think three or four blocks away from each other. Um, all the time with like, like baby stroller, like two kids. Like I, I, I just, I don't want to honk because I don't want (laughs) to. To, and that's actually how we got started on that story, by the way, off the air was I saw you and I was like, I was like mentally not prepared to like say hi to Rachel because I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't really had surgery. So I was, I was, uh, it was interesting. But anyway, so, so, um, how do you do all that? Like what, what's the, how do you balance your time and continue to, to grow, uh, in your company and in the, in the community? Well, I have five, five and, kids, right? Yes. So wow. that is what, and, and, and newer, and newer child, right? The youngest is 18 months. Okay. And so that's kind of one of the ways that I do balance it by making things that I would already be doing, like exercise, something that I can do with the kids. So my 12-year-old is my running buddy. In fact, we're doing the Westport Santa Dash this weekend. And Those are always I, tricky with the potential for ice, snow, or 20-degree weather. Right. I think we're going to look out. I think it's going to be 50 degrees. Yeah. But 
I take the baby, put him in the jogging stroller, and then my 12-year-old and I just have the best talks, and we've been doing that for four or five years. We'll mm-hmm. we'll just go out and run a few miles and have one-on-one time, which is great. But early on, before I had any kids, one of my clients who was in pharmaceutical marketing out of Bridgewater, New Jersey, said, make your kids a part of your work life. Make them think that this is as much a part of your life as going home. So they know that they can come down to the office. They can do their homework there. They know everybody who is on our team. They're like family to them. They know that they obviously have to use a different level of of decorum when they're at the office than they would at home. And they can't go down actually right now because I'm stockpiling all of their Christmas gifts, so they're nice. off, off limits right now. But it's just about having that constant flow, that no day is ever going to be a perfect balance, but just weaving all of the pieces together really makes it work for me. Mm. And, and so uh, what was it like when the, when you first started having kids? Katie, I'll ask you this um, with your schedule and your time. Um, and, and now it just seems like it's normal, but it, it wasn't at one it, point. I would tell you that in the beginning, find either a really good nanny or a really good daycare. <laughs> so <laughs> I um, I was lucky enough to find a daycare that was within a couple miles of my office that was open at 630 in the morning and stayed open until 630 at night. That was my lifesaver in the beginning. But what I would also tell you is that I have three children now. Um, they are a little bit older than Rachel's, uh, minor in Second grade, fourth grade, and sixth grade. And so when I found out I was pregnant with my third child, I think that's really when my career ironically began to take off. And I think it's because I began to have a lot more clarity and focus, and I was a lot more intentional in everything I did, in every choice I made for um, after work activities, every networking event I went to. I went with the mindset of, you know, what is the purpose? What what outcome am I trying to get out of the, going to this event and taking time away from my family? And I think that uh, if you want to be effective in your job and have a family, then when you're spending time away from your family, you need to make, you need to make sure it's worth your time. Um, otherwise, you're not going to be able to spend time with what you really want to be doing, which mm-hmm. is hanging out with your husband and your kids. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I uh, balance it all. And, and you're I so good at coffees with me. Look at that. I'm so on the list. I would completely agree with that, that really having kids, I think, my oldest is 14, so I had been at VPR for seven or eight years before I had him, and I was such a control freak. And mm. I would spend nights until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning at the office being bogged down in the details because I would always say, it'll just take me longer to teach someone how to do this than to do it myself when it was really just that I wanted to control every piece of it. And when I literally couldn't do that because I have this other human who needs my time and had to delegate things, I realized, oh, you can do this as well as I can. You can do it better than I can. And now I'm freeing up my time to also think more strategically and put myself into um, more pivotal things at work that really led to us starting VPR Pop. Interesting. I have a problem with that too over the years. I've I've gotten lesser than normal than I used to be as far as delegating and uh, trusting others with important tasks and jobs. Yeah, I think you, you, what's funny is I, I have nothing to be able to relate to the the. We have no kids on this side of the room. Like that. Literally, <laughs> That's why a, I asked the question of you guys. No kids, no plants, no pets for me. But the, the reality <laughs> of it is when you talk about control and wanting to control everything, I think that's advice that everyone could use is that, you know, it's okay. 
you know, you, you focus on the things that are important to you. You try to delegate or teach to others things that they can help you with because most people do want to help you with things. I mean, even when you talk about charitable things, you know, people want to help. They want to step up. They just don't know necessarily how they can help you. And so I, that just, um, sorry, Uh, that's, 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 that's wonderful. And I, uh, I wanted to talk, uh, in the second part of this, this segment about, you know, we're all kind of involved in a lot of stuff. And from time to time, I'm assuming at some point there might've been an opportunity to leave Kansas city, um, to go to a bigger city to t- test your your skill set in a in a bigger market and, and, and or a, you know could make more money somewhere else or you like being on one of the coasts because there was beaches or there was mountains somewhere or whatever um and and you know I'll be honest with you that always creeps into my mind as mm-hmm. as a lot of as a person who's lived in DC and lived in other cities that and travels uh for friends or marathons or whatever. Like I go to a place to get a lot of energy out of other places. Sometimes, um, I, it's more, you know, you talk to people that have a different perspective sometimes maybe than when you're, you're talking to the same people at home. Um, but I, I'm still here. And one of the reasons why I assume that for myself is the relationships and, uh, what you've built in your career here. Um, but, but what are some of the reasons why you guys have, have chosen to stay here, um, instead of maybe moving to another city? Because I, in my profession, I see reporters or people in government relations or whatever leaving all the time to go to another city to get a better job or do this or that. What what has kept you here besides obviously family ties um, to this market? So I know everyone's from here originally. Well, Jason, I I went to TCU in mm-hmm. Fort Worth, and so when I graduated college, I thought for sure I was going to stay in Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it is Texas is amazing. It's tons of fun bars. Great time, great time. It's growing like crazy. Teams, it's great. Um, but the reason I came back to Kansas City is because I was selected to be a part of the Botar okay. um, ball. Another thing and that we have in common that you might not know. I did, I did that not as know an, that. I did that as not a Botar, <laughs> but I was an escort. I don't know if that's the proper term for what we did, but I learned how to dance and I. Uh, is when I got into politics. I, I met all these new people from the new people from south of the river as a Northlander. It was a big deal. <laughs> south of the river. But you know, I did that right out of college, so I um, immediately got to get reconnected into the Kansas City community, and I met all these wonderful people that I did not know from high school or from other ties um, prior to graduating from college, and it made me realize there's a lot of really great things. There's a lot of really great people. Um, in Kansas City, and it it created that next network of people beyond college for me to hang out with. And I ended up getting a job shortly after that, and stayed around. And now, yeah. did you did you know your husband at this point? I had just met my husband okay. while I was doing Botox. Okay, which he was not a huge fan of me hanging out every weekend with another man. No, I know, <laughs> but it worked out okay. <laughs> right? Okay, that's a great story. What about you, Rachel? Um, maybe not quite as romantic as that. I also went to college at SMU in Texas for um, the start of my academic career. But honestly, I am so glad that I love Kansas City and that it has been such a great place to build a career and to build a family because I think I would need to win the lottery and have a reality show to be able to have the same lifestyle with five kids anywhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. 
I would agree with that, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely. Yeah. Brian, what about you? I know you worked in a lot of growing companies. And, you know, uh, uh, yeah. I have so the PT background. I'm a you know, physical therapist and was fortunate that I got to do uh, clinical affiliations. I did one in Phoenix, Arizona, and then did one in uh, Santa Rosa, California, just north of Santa Rosa, California. Mm-hmm. And while both places are great and they're great for different reasons, I mean, this is home. Um, and it's home for me because of the people. I mean, really, I, I think Kansas City has so much capital in people. And I think that people are more than willing to give others opportunities to, to succeed and to help. I mean, I've never been in a community where if you ask for help, people are so readily and willing and available to give it. Why do you think that is? It's a great question. I, I don't know. I'd love to say that, you know, it's been something that's been set up for us by our, you know, parents and their parents and things. But I think there is something to the sort of this Midwest value and, and even inherently trusting people. I think there's a, there's a lot of inherent trust in this community and trust that people are doing things for the right reasons. And so uh, maybe it's, maybe we're naive. I don't think so. Um, but I think it's just a, it, it, people are always willing to help here. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully as years grow, we'll, we'll all stay here and, and, uh, or if we don't, uh, not going anywhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, on our last segment coming up here after the break, I want to talk about kind of um, some of your favorite spots here in town, uh, what you're looking forward to and, and over the next year as we enter 2020 uh, with your business or with your, your organizations. Maybe you could talk about some of the charities that you that you support and, and civic organizations that uh, maybe some of our listeners would like to get involved with. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have more fun on some other stuff as well. You're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening. Down in the way. Oh, don't you dare look back. Just keep your eyes on me. I said you're holding back. She said, shut up and dance with me. This woman is my destiny. She said, Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here at 980 AM. I want to thank all our listeners for joining us today on the radio or on podcasts via iTunes or at our website, grillnationshow.com. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, whatever, at Jason Grill. We are talking to Brian Stewart, Katie Dunn, Fitzgerald, and Rachel Sexton about a ton of different topics. You guys have had a great, uh, been great guests today and have shared a lot of really cool stuff with our listeners. Uh, as we begin the fourth segment, let's let's kind of have some fun here. Um, well, first off, what part of town do you guys all live in? I'd like to know that for for those listening. Uh, I'm not going to ask your addresses, but you all come from <laughs> different parts of the city. I live downtown in the crossroads. Brian lives downtown. I'm in Brookside. Brookside. Northern Leewood. Northern Leewood. Okay, so what is one of your favorite places to have dinner in Kansas City? As far as you're all in different parts of town, I want to know. If you had to pick a couple places, what would they be right now uh, as we enter 2020? And and don't quote stuff out of magazines here. Just give me the honest just, truth. Just two. Uh, just a few, okay, whatever. There's no rules. We already mentioned that no kids, no plants, no pets, so we don't eat in that often. We're spoiled that we get to go out. Crossroads, um, two, okay. Yeah, Crossroads. Two places that instantly come to mind. Uh, Tannen. Wine bar and kitchen, love them. Which is, by the way, where you hosted your next year happy hour. It is, it is. Now and I know why. <laughs> it's, it's great food, but again, it's about the people. Like yeah. you get to know people when you go into places multiple times, and they know us. And part of that's cool. It's kind of like our cheers. Uh, the second place that I would say is sort of an, uh, a hidden gem is a fair. Mm-hmm. Um, 
on Maine. Uh, unbelievable. Katrin and Martin, the, the two owners. Great Again, great people. Great food. I haven't been there yet. It's unbelievable. I've been to a lot of places, but never to a fair. Unbelievable. Very yeah. good. Rachel? And, you know, we are lots of kids, no plants, no pets, and we still <laughs> eat out probably every other night at least. But my favorites where I don't take the kids Il Centro, one of my absolute favorites at 51st of Maine. I was there on Friday. Oh, you were? It's so good. It's so worth the wait. And I would hate it if they got any bigger. It's like right. something it's about so that little space. In there. It's so perfect. It's great. Um, and XY, I love that as well. XY, yes. I have morning coffees there all the time. We might great have spot. morning coffee there. A great know. spot. Katie, what about you? You know, it depends. So if I'm going out for just a regular night out, I'd say Tavern and Mission Farms is yes. one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I also love North Italia at 119. But if we're going out with the kids, it's Salty Iguana or Johnny's Tavern every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's for local right there. <laughs> your uh, your kids like salt. That's 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 very interesting. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay, so what uh, as you guys end this year? I mean, what are you kind of excited about? Whether it's in your business or in your charitable organizations or in Kansas City in general uh, in 2020. I mean, I can't believe it's already 2020. I feel like. Four years have flown by since our last election. I will just say that as a political person, but that's what people, uh, not you guys, but other people will say, oh, 2020 presidential year, right? But what, what are you guys excited about from a, from a Kansas City perspective, from your career perspective, from a charitable civic perspective about the next year? I mean, let's start there. Brian, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, so I hate a, making Brian no, start I, all the time because I'm putting him on the spot here. From a, such a good job. from a business perspective, I've I, like I said, I've been with Dixon Dively for just four months, so really, which just, is amazing that you've made so much progress in four months uh, it, with all you. the relationships. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Um, you know, I'm interested to see you know to continue to get my kind of arms wrapped around the business and hopefully try to help us with some of the initiatives with growth and 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 opportunities again to help more people. Um, from a, what am I excited about? Where I live down the crossroads, there's cranes. There's mm-hmm. cranes everywhere. And so the development process, all of the building, all of the density that's kind of returning to downtown, which I think is a signal of the health of Kansas City, I think is super exciting. And from a just charitable type of um, perspective, uh, I already mentioned that Big Brothers, Big Sisters, we're, we're going to do that here in a couple of weeks. But also uh, another group that, that I am fortunate to get to work with uh, called Cornerstones of Care um, was involved with the Chiefs Charity Game mm-hmm. last year. I'm going to be involved with that again this year. It's an unbelievable organization that raises dollars for um, five or six different entities here in Kansas City supporting kids and families mm-hmm. that uh, need a little help and need a little safety. So and they've been, They have those. been on the show. Oh, The Cornerstones of Care have, yes. Great Rachel, you're up. Next yes, up. I'm excited um, for business reasons. We are getting into a couple of new areas. We started a kidney transplant program this year, which has been really exciting and so rewarding to see those connections. We have people who have donated and who have received kidneys who are out there sharing their stories, especially with people who are on the wait list. And then we're expanding our rare blood disorders programming and our multiple myeloma programming. So I'm really looking forward to that in 2020. And I've also gotten involved with an organization called the Farmer's House, which does some incredible work with two working farms and some stores. They have a store, in fact, in Westwood where adults, young adults with special needs have the opportunity to learn life skills and job skills by working in those areas. What's the name of that again? Farmer's House. Farmer's House. Okay. Katie? So 2020 for our organization will be a year of integration. We made over 10 acquisitions in 2019, and so um, that's great because we've added a lot of new advisors. We've added an institutional cash management team. We've added a lot more um, tax professionals. And so for me as a business development person, that's ideal because it gives me more tools and opportunities to go out there and create 
um, conversations with people. So from a business standpoint, I'm excited about um, integrating all those different entities. Personally, I am part of the new ownership group for the Kansas City Royals. And so I am very excited to be part of the local group that, um, um, along with John Sherman, is an investor in that. And I can't wait to see how that turns out. Lots of excitement around. I did see I did see the, the Dunn family's name on the on the list uh, of investors, which is really cool. Yeah, we are very excited to be a part of that group. Oh, it's good. Well, maybe maybe I can go to Royals game with Katie. All the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. All the hot dogs you can eat. Yes. Is, that, is that the deal? On, All the on hot dollar dog, dog night. Yes. 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 Do we resurrect that idea of the ambassadors um, tailgate now? Oh, no, <laughs> there we go. I like, think we might have a next gen. Some strings for us. Yeah, we might have well, to do a tailgate. Yeah, <laughs> we might have to do a tailgate. Um, okay, we got a few minutes left in the show. Um, you know, one question I didn't ask, I asked about restaurants. What about like a, a like a bar that you that you affinity for in Kansas City or 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 whatever in, around that or some place that maybe someone hasn't heard of that, that they should go to? Brian, I'm looking right at you because you are in the crossroads here. Yeah. Uh, so, again, an- another little hidden gem that I might have a little something to do with is a, a Mean Meal Distilling Company, okay. uh, which is a, an American agave spirit that's distilled here. In the crossroads, it's actually the largest distiller of agave spirits in the country right now, which I was shocked to learn. Really? Um, but where's yeah, that at? Seventeen, Seventeenth uh, and Locust, essentially. Um, okay. East Crossroads. East Crossroads. Yeah, it's a kind of a cool little spot. If you haven't checked it out, it's worth. There's a lot of development out. happening over there. It's it's nuts. Every time you go for a walk or go through an area, you see a new a new business open, a new storefront. So it's it's super exciting. Very cool. Yeah. You guys don't have to answer that, but I I was looking right at Brian. Unless you have a, uh, I know you have kids, so you never. Have I mean, any fun. I have five kids, so I can drink anywhere. <laughs> 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 you, you might find me hanging out at the liquor cabinet at Quick Trip. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, and and just for our listeners, uh, what are some of the organizations maybe that you've been involved with? From a you mentioned your charitable organizations uh, or or groups over there. Maybe some of the boards you've been involved with. I'd like to know that too. I know Katie, you've been involved with many in, in over the years. And you know, I have a passion for Starlight Theater. Um, I, I have season tickets to Starlight. I served on the board for a number of years. They keep asking when I'm going to come back, but. Um, right now I'm taking a little bit of a pause because I have my three kids and their grade school has a lot of needs. And so I've been volunteering a lot at the local grade school. Very cool. Very cool. And, and, and best advice maybe for people who, um, who want to grow their company or grow their, their network here in Kansas city as we, as we leave the show today, if anyone has any uh, good tidbits to share, Brian, I'm looking at you again as we, as we finish the show. Yeah. For the guy that doesn't have as many family commits, it's say yes. Um, so say yes to things, uh, take opportunities to be involved, be connected, go out and, Join an organization that you otherwise might not have joined and, you know, just go introduce yourself to someone that you might not have otherwise met. And Good I think advice. also finding those legitimate networking opportunities, which the Business Journal is great That's about great posting those. Kudos to them for the Next Gen Group and for all the other women's who need business and best companies. They do a great job. Mentoring the Monday. Mentoring Mondays for the Business Journal. Rachel Sexton, Katie Dunn, Fitzgerald, Brian Stewart, I appreciate you joining me today on The Grill Nation Show. Congrats Thank on all your you. success. Happy holidays. We'll see you again next week. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks for joining us. I'm 15.